Election in the early church. Did the first century church up to the time of the Reformation believe and teach sovereign election and predestination? Well, let's talk about the first and second century church. Because the early church is very interesting because you're going to get it all there. You're going to have great theology. You're going to have bad theology. And, and, and you're going to go, well, how's that possible? These are like in the generation after the apostles. How could they get things wrong? And I want to go, have you read the New Testament letters? Well, they got Paul preaching. They're promoting heresy. Galatians, I just left you knuckleheads. And now you're denying justification through faith alone. Uh, one of my friends uh, calls, it, calls them not the church fathers, but the church infants. I think that's a little condescending. But what he means is that the process of theological and confessional development was in its infancy. So let's be very careful in our appeal. We appeal to the scriptures. And the early church is going to disappoint us and make us happy. In this case, they're going to largely make us happy. Uh, when it comes to predestination and sovereign election, there's a, it was actually, there's a lot of attestation of that in the, at the end of the first century and the early second century. Uh, first Clement, that's about 90 AD. Clement's a presbyter, presbyter an elder of Rome. And he writes, that he, he mainly, this is not uncommon, it's true that Clement talks about the elect mainly in a corporate sense. It's not, he doesn't quite get to individual predestination, except where he says this, my, mine's small print, I'll read yours. And so we, having been called through his will in Christ Jesus, are not justified through ourselves or through our own wisdom or understanding or piety or works that we have done in holiness of heart, but through faith by which the Almighty God has justified all who existed from the beginning to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You're going, good, good job, Clement. Now what's fascinating is, I think it's almost certain that First Clement was written before John, before uh, the, the Johannian epistles. We're going to make the Johannian epistles, well, I, I, try, I think Revelation is going to be 95 First time it's going to be before then, maybe 90, something like that. Some will go earlier. That's a pretty good, that shows, that presupposes a, a sovereignty of God salvation approach. Ignatius 110 refers to his readers as the elect of God. Polly Clark says we're saved by, not because of works, but by the will of God through Jesus Christ. The, the epistle of Barnabas. God foresaw how the people whom he had prepared in his beloved would believe in all purity. And so you're going to have, now you, it doesn't take long for humanism to creak in. And by the fourth century, you got Pelagius and Augustine. When, when, when you read the anti-Pelagian writings of Augustine in the fourth century, which I would commend to you, you go, man, he reads just like John Calvin. Well, it's actually John Calvin who reads just like Augustine. Uh, and the, the Council of Ephesus actually condemned Pelagianism, which is the full-bore denial of the sovereignty of God, but semi-Pelagian has been around. The attestation of the early church in the late 1st and early 2nd century is actually very good of their belief. But again, we want to be careful. They had other, those same guys had other errors, primarily episcopacy. Uh, someone else had the question, what's the difference between Reformed and Calvinistic? Uh, well, these are just conventions. By Calvinistic, we tend to mean the five points of Calvinism, the, soter, the, the total depravity, uh, unconditional election. Whereas, and so it's John Calvin who, through whom God launched the Reformed movement. The Reformed movement is actually broader than Calvin. It develops in the gener- decades afterwards. And particularly when sticklers for this, and I can be a snarky stickler for it, I apologize to my Reformed Baptist friends here because I've probably said to you, if you were Reformed, you would not be Baptist, which is true. 
You are Calvinistic Baptists, but the Reformed theology requires the covenant theology that is more thoroughly developed after Calvin and has sacramental implications, among other things. But I don't, we should not be snarky. But that's the, the, the Reformed label is not just Calvin. It's the 500-year movement and the, the reflection and the development that began with Calvin versus where Calvinism proper is Calvin and the Synod of Dort.